The reason people aren't financially free is they don't know what to do and they don't know where to start. I want you to join Joey and I at the Virtual Inner Circle Live April the 4th through the 6th as we share with you the exact answers to those questions. We only do this event one time per year. I don't want you to miss out. Go to westwatwallstreet.com forward slash live and enter promo code podcast. When you're at this event, you're going to get your investor DNA. You're going to get access to up to six different passive income strategies. So you know, leaving this event, exactly what to do, taking our decades of knowledge so that you can start becoming financially free. Go to wealthwhitewallstreet.com forward slash live and enter the promo code podcast. All right, tribe, you know the drill at this point. We're on episode 12 of our replay of our 18-part series on Becoming Your Own Banker by R. Nelson Nash. Get ready to get serious in this episode. Russ and I challenge, are you actually in financial prison? Because if you're not, you'll never take the step to start. And that's the question on today's episode is how do I get started with infinite banking? It's scrolling on the screen right now. If you can't see it, it's wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash free call. We have coaches standing by to help you get started on this journey of infinite banking. If you're not convinced by now, keep listening because this is where freedom actually starts. Let's dive into this episode right now. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Welcome. This is the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Your host, Joey, the Italian Stallion Murray, joined as always by Russ, the Idea Guy Morgan. Russ, we are in part 12 of our book review on Becoming Your Own Banker by the R. Nelson Nash. We're finally in part five. It says capitalizing your system and implementation. Do you find that funny? It's like, this is part 12, but it's chapter five. Like, <laughs> man, you guys really are slow rednecks, aren't you? I mean, that's just how we do it in the South. Come on. Well, I love this part of this, this chapter, Joe, as he starts off, the first thing he says, assuming that you are by now sufficiently convinced that this is a good course of action that you would like to take, here comes the question. How do I get started? And I, I think that's a good question for us to talk about on this podcast is we're, we're diving into Becoming Your Own Banker, the book that we use as a foundational tool of where our cash should flow to and from as it goes out to buy assets to produce passive income. And as that passive income comes back, Joey, where do we put it? Right in the policy. Right back into uh, replenishing loans from the insurance company that we've taken a loan from against these insurance policies. So if you haven't heard any of the previous episodes, you're kind of coming in in the middle and that's okay. It's all right to come in the middle. Just know there's some bread on both sides. You're probably going to need to go back and figure out where we started. But Joey, he says, the most important word that comes to my mind when trying to determine how do I get this started is desire. Why do you think Nelson would say desire should be the most important word that comes to his mind 
when somebody asks, how do I get started? That seems more like a process-oriented question. Exactly. And you went philosophical on them. I was about to say, that is typical Nelson, isn't it? Like, you're, you're asking him a very black and white question, a straightforward – you're just expecting a straightforward answer. And what does he do? He makes you think. He, and, and here's the thing. You and I were just on a call with somebody yesterday, and he said, okay, I've, I've done enough of this. I'm convinced. I need to do this. I've researched this till I'm blue in the face. How do I get started? And what, what happened as a result of that conversation? Well, we, we, we turned it back on to him, right? We said, how do you want to get started? And what, what was he looking for, though? He was looking for us just to give him numbers. Exactly. He wanted us to tell him, okay, well, this is how every other cookie-cutter plan that you've ever come in contact with works, so this is what you should do. Exactly. And what happens is if you start this process, and, and I'm very, very clearly stating the word process, with the idea that this is a product, you miss it. And I, I think about that, Joey, because we, we actually just got off the phone with a, an advisor and, and they were asking very product oriented questions, right? The, the advisor was on the call because he has a potential, his client who might be a potential client of our company and he wanted to, to do his due diligence. He wanted to be able to sign off, which is always hard, by the way, when someone <laughs> doesn't understand or doesn't own a, a tool it's really hard for them to give fair advice, right? I mean, I know it's 100%. one of the things that I hear a lot is, man, reason you do, reason you say it's so good is because you sell it. Well, that's partially true, but why do you think I sell it? Does it happen to do with the, uh, does it have something to do with the fact that I own 20 whole life policies? I put over $250,000 a year in these policies. I don't say that from a prideful standpoint. I say that to give context that I do it because it works. This is the process in which we are using to create wealth. I'm going to tell people what I do, just like we get on here and we tell people about land flipping. We tell people about a short-term rental business. We tell people about the cattle business. We tell people about cryptocurrencies. We tell people about the things that we are doing in our life. And some sometimes they don't work out so well. When they don't, believe me, you're going to hear us tell you it doesn't work out so well. The good, but, the bad, and the ugly. Absolutely. But this is the one thing I've done for 10 years that's gotten better every single year that I've done it. So when we talk about what the question comes up, how should I start? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. You should Absolutely. start. How do you want to start? That question's for you, not for me to answer. That's right. And it starts and begins with this idea of desire, Russ. That's what I love about Nelson is he's so wise. He's not going to just give you this black and white. He's going to tell you it's all about desire. And the first thing he mentions is that you have to have a burning passion, a commitment to get out of financial prison. Well, if you don't believe you're in a financial prison to begin with, then this product of infinite banking or this, this whole life policy that you're a quote unquote applying for or whatever is not going to get you out of it because you don't believe you're in it. Well, you have to have some ambition, Joey. You, That's right. You found a quote the other day. You forwarded it to me and I just love it. I think this is literally the mission of Wealth Without Wall Street. It, it, bear with me as I read this, and, and you know that I can't read very well, so I'm going to mess up a word or two in here. Well, and it was my wife. My wife heard it in a sermon, by the way, which okay. I thought this, was even more brilliant. This but, is from St. Augustine. Yes. 
Here's a quote. If you keep walking around with the phenomenon of ambition, you'll start to note a couple of features. First, the opposite of ambition is not humility. It is sloth, passivity, timidity, and complacency. I must pause right there. The opposite of ambition is not humility. It is being lazy, Joey. Absolutely. I think that's why Nelson in this book says, how do I get started? He said, you got to have a desire. What you just said, you got to have a burning uh, passion passion to get out of the financial prison that you have created for yourself sometimes. Going back to the quote, he says, when sometimes, we sometimes, we sometimes like to comfort ourselves by imagining that the ambitious are prideful and arrogant. So that those of us who never risk, who never aspire, who never launch out into the deep, get to wear the moralizing mantle of humility. Think about that. As we can sometimes sit back and go, those fools, think about where we are today. We're, we're in May 2020. COVID-19 has, I don't know if it's run its course, but from a quarantine standpoint, we're reopening our states and some of our country. And there are people out there going, fools, fools, right? Because those who want to go back to work, those who want to exercise their right to life, liberty, and a pursuit of happiness are being scandalized by those who want to sit back. And and that's their right too, by the way. It's their right to do the opposite. I feel like St. Augustine is addressing that same concept here. He's saying when those who sit back and who never risk, who never aspire, who never launch out into the deep get to wear the moralizing mantle of humility, this imagining is often a thin cover for a lack of courage, even lazy. Playing it safe isn't humble. I mean, do you get chills when you say that? If that doesn't punch you in the gut or if that doesn't put the hair on the back of your neck to standing on on straight, I don't know what does, man. This is what defines us as entrepreneurs, that we are willing to risk. We are willing to aspire to something greater. And this book, Becoming Your Own Banker, is a window. I mean, it's so much more than life insurance. This is a window to create a life that you never even understood was a possible. Yeah, I've got to tell you, Russ, if you had told me what we were doing today was even possible 10 years ago when we first started this whole journey, I would have been like, you're you're nuts. I'm in the mortgage business. I'm making a good living, but I'm going to work 60 hours a week because that's just what it takes. Like I, 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 I'm not going to have the time freedom, the ability to to work from wherever I am or wherever I want to be. I'm not going to have a team of people that are, are around the country helping people to have this vision of freedom and of building wealth outside of wall street. There's, there's, there's no way we could do all this, but unfortunately, but that's what just this, this little glimmer that we started with 10 years ago has turned into this extremely big picture and be honest with you, it's way bigger than where we are, we're at today. It is the op, like common versus uncommon here. This is the red pill versus the blue pill. 
for those of you okay, explain explain what you mean by that well for those of you who are matrix followers and if you're not i mean i'd be honest with you i'm not a huge science fiction guy but i i know enough about pop culture to know about the matrix and when uh, the the character in in the matrix was given the option to take the blue pill right this blue pill was going to allow them to plug right back into their machine generated dream world and live a what seemed to be a comfortable life, but really wasn't a life at all. Now, if you're not a matrix person, you have kids, yeah. maybe you watched the movie Wally and you remember there's this, uh, this is environment away from earth where people are living and they're sitting in these chairs. They got these screens in front of them. And if they want to act like they're fishing, they're, you know, the screen shows them fishing. If it shows them, you know, surfing on the beach or whatever, but they're really, they're just plugged in. They're not living life. They're just going through the motions or what Robert Kiyosaki would call the rat race. Right. But the opposite, the uncommon would be to take the red pill. The red pill now would then unplug you from the system, would, would put you in the rebellious category have going upstream, right? Do you think some people would would point their finger as as, as entrepreneurs and and say that we're rebellious? Oh, if they're not, you're doing something wrong. But think about that. I'm mean, going to come back to this. Think about that. What have we forgotten as a country that we were the rebellious? The reason our country exists is because we rebelled against the status quo, right? The I mean, we're a country of innovators. Thomas Edison, Rockefeller, Carnegie, Ford. Go to our, our, our current Bezos, Jobs, Musk, right? We, we're a country of innovation. Yet, we think rebellion is bad? The red pill, as it pertains to our finance, is opening up a world to us that never existed, something that we, we didn't know was even possible, as you said a second ago, and taken us out of that prison. Because I believe a life that is just running day to day, I, 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 yeah, I leave the house at 6.30, I get home at 6.30, that, that's not freedom, man. And, yeah. and I, I just love that you and I get to get on this podcast and share with you as you're listening to this and hopefully either inspire you to help make changes or to champion you own as you are making those changes. Well, and what does this all really have to do with what we're talking about today, Russ, is that if Russ and I are doing anything right now is we are calling you in to that whole new world. Okay, we've got glimpses of it from so many clients who are telling us how their lives have been changed. And we're going to get to that even a little bit later on in the show. But I want to I want to call you out right now. You're driving, you're working out, whatever you're working in the garden, whatever it is. And you're listening to this. I want you to stop and I want you to look yourself in the mirror and say, which one am I going to choose? Am I going to stay in the line? I've seen this actual cartoon, the, the reassuring lie, that's the blue pill, or am I going to take the inconvenient truth that that means I have to take control of my own financial future? 
That means I have to pick a path. I don't just get to abdicate that to someone else and then hope that they care about my finances more than I do. And then that's where I'm going to go into financial freedom. So I'm calling you into that right now as we continue to dive into page 65. Well, he says that in order to do this, if assuming at this point, okay, we, we, we don't ever want to assume that you think this is a good idea. We want to come back and help you see the bigger picture, right? There, there is an opportunity. I, I make this analogy um, that I, I bought some stretchy jeans not too long ago, Joey. And, and, and my dad would like to call those city slicker jeans, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, if I wore these jeans to his house, he, he'd just fall down in shame, right? I mean, but we all know as men, as we watched women for years wear jeans that seemed like they had to just pour themselves into. Like, how in the world did you get yourself into those jeans? They look so stinking tight. It's like they're wearing a chastity belt and can barely walk, right? That's what my vision of it is. Exactly. Because the, any jeans I've worn in the past that look anywhere near that tight were it's like I was wearing ski boots, you know, across my body. And if, you know what I'm talking about? You just can't move. <laughs> and then I bought some of them, and I realized, man, wait a second. This is a game changer here. These yeah. things, these, these stretch, these move. Living your best life. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Dude, like, game on. So, at this point, I'm assuming that you're with us. And so, we're going to dive in. As oh, wait, said. wait, wait. What, what does that have to do with uh, infinite banking? Well, what does it have to do is that I think when you initially, you looked at them or I looked at the – the fancy designer jeans, I was like, man, the respectable Southern man could wear some, some stretchy jeans. <laughs> right. And I think that's what some people would say is, man, anybody with any common sense wouldn't buy whole life insurance, but they yeah. don't know what they don't know. Right. And that is where we're stepping off is because when, when we go down this path, it's like my kids eating that first bite of quail that I brought home the other night. Mm. after going on this hunt where, dude, I was slaying birds. <laughs> One out of four shots, I was deadly. <laughs> but when I brought the quail home, I put it on the grill, wrapped it with bacon. W- wipe, your, w- wipe that saliva off your face, by the way. Yeah, of course, you had to mention bacon. Come on. And I put it in front of my kids, and they're like, I don't eat that. That's a bird. That's, that's a rat with wings. <laughs> no, not a chance. And I forced, I forced them to eat it. And they were just taking those first couple bites and you could just tell they're like, no, no. And then all of a sudden light bulb went off. They're like, wait a second. This is this awesome. This is good. This is amazing. Right. I mean, you know that. I mean, as kids, I can remember my parents trying to put Brussels sprouts down my throat. Like, nope. Like, Not a chance. But now I eat Brussels sprouts like you, you know how to make them, right? Well, that's the, that's the thing here is that what we're talking about, it, it takes a little bit to get into that. But it, it, assuming you're there, Nelson, bring us back into the book. Nelson says it's going to take a little introspection here because in order to figure out how to start this insurance policy, once you have the desire, you're going to have to figure out how are you going to capitalize this and he's going to go through a whole series of events, and, and, and we're going to go through a whole series of podcasts of ideas of where to come up with sources of capital. That's right. But I found it really interesting, Joey, that he jumps in there to say, I strongly recommend that you find a life insurance agent that is thoroughly familiar with the infinite banking concept to act as your coach. Why do you mm. think he put that in there? 
Well, I, I think the uh, first of all, I mean, if you're going to go to a coach, what are you looking for? I mean, you're not looking for somebody that's, uh, you know, twice as big as you are overweight if you're trying to lose weight. I mean, you want somebody that's further along, somebody that's doing what it is that you're trying to master, right? You, you can't just go somewhere and hope that it works out. The coach has to be further along than you, otherwise you're never going to hire them. Well, but here's the thing is that two professionals use coaches. Absolutely. I think that that's an important thing that people miss in this whole concept is that they go find somebody who can sell them a life insurance policy and forget that this is a part of a lifetime commitment that they're making to, to break free, right? To create financial freedom. And Nelson is telling you right away, you need someone who is thoroughly familiar. Thoroughly well, familiar. What, yeah, what criteria, me, Joey, do you think Nelson would, would use for somebody to be thoroughly familiar? Well, let, let me say this. He, what he doesn't mean is he doesn't mean somebody that sells life insurance. Okay. Let, let's, let's do a quick comparison here. We've, you know, we've talked about the land geek on this show before. The guy, Mark Podolsky, he flips land for 300 to 1,000% uh, returns, passive income guru, right? Now, he sells and buys raw land. Do you know anybody else, Russ, that sells and buys raw land? Uh, I know a handful of land brokers, sure. I mean, if you're listening to this, you probably know somebody that buys and sells real estate or land for that matter. But do you know somebody that actually uses that tool of land in the way that Mark Podolsky does? Not, Not a, chance. a chance, right? He's one out of a million versus one out of a hundred. I'd right? say he's one out of probably a hundred million. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So is the fact that he sells and buys land, that person that you know that sells and buys land, is he going to be the best coach if you want to flip land like Mark Podolsky? Not a no. chance. Yeah, no. So, so let's talk about life insurance. He's not talking about somebody that can sell life insurance. He's talking about somebody who is currently doing this. So we talk about criteria. They better have policies, right? I, and I'm saying policies because what does Nelson say? This, this is a system. Absolutely. This is a process. Every single person that is doing this will buy another policy very shortly, rapidly in some situations. Why? Because if this is good, do you want to, is there a limit to how much money you want in an account that will grow no matter what, that will be protected from governments, from creditors, that will allow you to use it to do the things that you want? How much money do you want to put in something like that, Joey? Well, that's like asking me, do I want seconds on quail? <laughs> yes, may I have another? Do you want, no, it's more like, do you want bacon on quail? <laughs> <laughs> that was already a given. I mean, come on now. I mean, but that's the thing is that the the criteria means that you need a coach. A coach needs to be someone who can help you, who can see things that you can't. Means they better be doing that. When so when you're talking to someone who just because they sell it, find out, show me your policies. Show me what you're doing. How much that's money right. are you putting in there? And not that the dollar figure matters. But the fact that they are doing it and how much they're putting in in relationship to how much money they make, that probably does tell you something. That tells you what their belief system Absolutely. is. Because I can assure you this, no matter what um, financial guru you're following, if you really want to follow them, 
you're really going to take their advice, you better put your money where they put it. Because I can promise you, they care about their money a lot more than they care about yours. Mm. And so when someone's telling you to do something and they're not putting their money in it and not putting a proportion into it that w- would mean that they are, they're bought in, they're all in. Run, run from them. Quick, yeah. quickly run from them. That is a, that is a number one criteria. If, if I went to, um, to, to go to a golf coach and you said, okay, look, I need to get some, some lessons. By the way, you know, you want to play golf with me and, and we'll just, you, you can give me lessons we play. He's like, I wouldn't play that stupid game. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an indication that I might not take their advice. Go, go the other way. Absolutely. If you've listened to our show for any length of time, you've heard us talk about infinite banking and how we were able to use that concept to create over $50,000 a month in passive income. It's just not that easy to figure out how does this all connect into my own personal system. Stallion, that's why we created the Passive Income Operating System, bro. It shows you how to turn active income into passive income. It makes all the steps come together. If you would like to get access to it as a podcast listener, we've never given this away in public before. Go to whatswhatwallstreet.com forward slash P-I-O-S. There was nothing worse than walking into class when you're in school and the teacher saying, pop quiz day. Why? Because you were unprepared. Are you unprepared, though, for financial freedom? Don't be. Find out how close you are by taking our 30-second quiz at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash quiz. So they've got to be doing it. They've got to be doing it. Uh, multiple policies and they have to be actively using it right if they don't currently have loans they better be having a loan coming up soon because all of life is something that we're financing it is is infinite banking about buying life insurance policies no so that's the reason why they should have loans because it's about the process it's about the monetary engine of cash flow flowing to and from uh, these insurance companies so if, if they're not doing it, they're not they, – a, a bank, Joey, can a bank be profitable if they only have depositors? No. Can a bank even be in existence if they don't have depositors? No. So it means that they can't just have borrowers, right? That's right. They have to be doing both things. So if you're going to be in the banking business, if you're going to be doing the infinite banking concept, you need to be putting deposits in and you need to be – borrowing against it that's the process so if the person you're talking to can't show you the amount of loans that they have then it's going to tell you that they're not understanding and utilizing the system how great of a coach will they really be well and that leads us to the next criteria is you need to know what their ongoing coaching looks like so if someone's not really doing this at a high level how much do you really think they're going to be sharing with you about ways you can expand your system about ways that you can master infinite banking yourself, right? Yeah. They're not going to. And if you're, I, if you're just talking about an, a yearly checkup where they just, hey, how's, how's my policy doing? You don't need to work with that. That's not a coach. That's a, an insurance salesman. A, a yearly checkup means, hey, let's look and see if you got some more money, you can buy some more insurance, right? That's right. There needs to be some system in place that helps and gives you availability to ongoing coaching. And there needs to be an opportunity if they can't do it or if something happens to them that there's somebody can step in that does. And 
By the way, I love all the people who are out there doing this, who's getting started, who are teaching people about this. But if you're going to ask me the criteria, so if I die, when I die, let me rephrase, when I die, actually, I hope maybe I don't die. I hope Jesus comes before the, the day. I, I, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. But when that time comes, I want my, my family, whoever is going to, in, to get these insurance policies, the death benefits, and all the policies I own, own all these other people, I want them to be in good hands. I want them to have a coaching system that's not in place that doesn't just die with my intellect. And that's a, I mean, I know you can laugh at that, Joey. It's, you're going to be like, well, they're short-lived <laughs> short on that one anyway. But there needs to be a, something in place. So, yes, there's a lot of people that are just doing this solo. And, man, I love you. But to be honest, I wouldn't send my family to you. Because when you're gone, I don't want them looking around going, what, what, who do I go to now? Because well, I orphan issue, Annie. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't want to be an orphan Annie because the reality is, is that no, nobody wants to bring in an orphan, right? It, there, there's no benefit into it. Why are they going to bring in someone that, that's not buying a policy form or they're not getting paid renewals? That's the reason insurance companies pay renewals, by the way. You want insurance companies to pay insurance uh, agents ongoing as you put money in because it encourages them to keep coaching you. So there need, you need to be working with a team. You need to be working with people who have backup. If they are not there, there is someone else to step in their place. And by the way, you know, if you are not good with working virtually like we are, you know, all across the country, you can find an, a practitioner on the Nelson Nash Institute website, infinitebanking.org. You can find somebody close by, but you also need to ask them these questions. Just because someone is a practitioner, a certified practitioner, does not mean that they're still the best fit for you. And so you need to know this stuff. This is just some basic criteria that Russ and I put together uh, based on what Nelson's talking about here. Somebody being thoroughly familiar with uh, infinite banking. All right. So he says, all right, also this person, right, in all probability are going to be familiar with different questionnaires that will help you find out just how you are spending money now and show you some ways to redirect that cash and cash flow to build your banking system. Mm. Do you happen to know anything like that, Russ? Do you have any of them questionnaires? <laughs> I mean, Nelson has been teaching us. I mean, you guys, if you don't know this, we live in Birmingham, Alabama. Nelson Nash lived in Birmingham, Alabama until, until he graduated last year and went to be with Lord. We had a chance to sit right next to him, eat, eat hamburgers, drink coffee, and just learn. And all of the things that he was teaching us through that time was just Joey and I were just taking notes and applying, taking notes and applying. And he's like, you need to have questionnaires. You need to be, be helping people understand how cash flow works. We're like, okay, well, why don't we build a budgeting course? We built one inside of our community. If you're not a member, go to community.wealthwithoutwallstreet.com and sign up. For free. In there is an automatic budget course. It is one of the coolest budgeting course I've ever seen because it teaches you how to put the effort in once and let it automatically take place from that point forward. Then we, we also did a course on how to pay down debt like a boss. <laughs> yeah, I like how you said that. You, you, you're getting better, Russ. And, yeah, and paying and I, down debt. That's a cash flow, isn't it? It is totally a cash flow. And then we, we put in a course on how taxes work. That's a major cash flow, Joey. No doubt. 
So these are things that are at your disposal right now, community.wealthwithoutwallstreet.com for free. Go get those. It's going to make the picture clearer on how you actually get started to answer this question. All right. So then Joey, he goes in and says, it's going to take years to get started and it needs to be a lifetime commitment. And some people could run from that. Somebody could say, man, I'm too busy for that. Lifetime commitment? Nah. <laughs> I mean, I don't even, I can't even be married for more than five years, much less commit <laughs> to a life insurance policy. I mean, come on. Like, I, don't, I can't even get this haircut down uh, for, for six months. I mean, that could be a stumbling block for some people. That's right. But he talks about how this is a life game. We, we mention this on the podcast all the time, Russ, and it's bigger than you. Your life is just a blip in the radar. You are the person that is being entrusted with this knowledge. If you're listening to this podcast right now, you have the responsibility to create this system for generations to come, not just today, not just the next five years. This is a lifetime commitment, and, and I would even expand on, say, generational commitment, because well, now think, you have the ability to impact great, great, great grandkids with this message. Joey, what's one of the first complaints we get when somebody gets a policy? Oh, just, I wish I'd have started sooner. <laughs> and I wish time would go by faster. Yeah. I mean, this is the, they look down and they, they realize how good the policy performs year after year as they go through it. And they're like, man, I just wish time could go by faster. I'm like, no, yeah. you don't. Don't, don't wish that <laughs> upon yourself. But yes, the policies do get better. This is something that as we put money in, we realize there's limits to how much we can put in this. That tells you these things are good. And we want to put as much money as we possibly can in here. But we have to be patient. That's we have right. to realize this is a process. As you said, it is a lifetime commitment. Yeah. So then going still, we're on page 65 here. Gosh, we're having a, a great time just breaking down one page in this stinking book. It's so, so rich. So he gets down um, talking about building or organizing or joining one in existence, a wealth club. Okay. So Russ, do you happen to know anybody that has put in the time and effort and resources and energy to create an IBC wealth club? Oh, man. Have you guys, heard of this? N Nelson just, just put, it, put, the, put the ball on the tee for us. <laughs> for, for those of you who know us, right, you're already in the community. You realize that we have an IBC inner circle. We have a place where people who are practicing this on a regular basis, who are further along than you are, are already building wealth, and they are using this environment to be the club that, as Joey likes to say, takes the lid off their box. Mm. And if you have not joined that, I'm going to give you a chance right now. You can go to wealthwildwallstreet.com forward slash inner circle. That is the place for you to get the wealth of information on how people who are actively using infinite banking to create different streams of incomes. There's hacks in there. There's open uh, office hours in there. There's a way for you, even if you're not a client of Wealth Without Wall Street, because some people don't even know Wealth Without Wall Street has an has a insurance sign. We do sell these insurance policies. But we also have a coaching facility in there. 
the inner circle is our coaching facility. That's a place. Even if you have a policy that wasn't bought through our firm, you can be a member of that inner circle and get access to our coaches. That is a, a huge thing, Joe. All the resources. I mean, how to, I mean, all the different ideas on how to use your policy. This is what I love because Nelson, I mean, here's the thing. As Russ and I get deeper into this book, the more we think our ideas were original, they're all Nelson's. I mean, let's be honest, right? But he says, you got to surround yourself with others of like-minded understanding. You don't want to become a victim of feeling you are the lone ranger. If you have a policy right now and you're listening to our, our, our podcast, it's because you don't want to be the lone ranger. You're like, wait a minute. I'm, am I the only one that understands this in my city, in my town, wherever you're at? D Joey, do you remember two years ago, we were standing <laughs> in front of all of the infinite banking practitioners at our national, or actually, excuse me, for our Canadian friends, our North American conference. And you and I are standing on the stage in front of all of them, teaching and coaching, doing what, what we love to do. And do you remember we said, you need to, to create a community for people to come in so that they don't feel like a what? The Lone Ranger. <laughs> we, had, we had a slide that had the Lone Ranger effect. Now, Nelson had created that, that conversation. It existed before you and I even realized. I think that's we why were, he was snickering when he saw us put that up there. So here, here's the, the beauty of this is that he says in here, we all need the nourishment of a favorable environment. No one elevates himself much above the environment in which he operates. We've heard it a different way. We've heard that we are the sum of the five people that we most hang around. That's right. Man, I, I got to get out of this house, by the way. <laughs> I'm surrounded <laughs> by six women. I don't know how much longer I can stay a man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, too good. All right, so Joey, move, moving forward. I, I think this is, I mean, we could go on and on and on, but he, he starts to lay out some groundwork. He talks about the cash flow game by Robert Kiyosaki, the cash flow for kids game. We're going to put a link in the show notes if you guys um, haven't uh, bought that game for you or for your family, for your, for your kids, go do it. It's something that we play often yeah, and no because there's no better way to help teach our kids how to think differently, which is – it's so much easier to learn something than it is to unlearn something. So go go do that because that is a, a really timely tool for us as we're we're learning how to do this. All right. Yeah. So let landing the plane here, the last area where Nelson's talking about is he said, above all, get started now. Okay, so he started off this whole conversation talking about how to get started. And then he says, Well, you gotta have the desire. At the very end, he says, above all, get started now. The longer you wait, the more you have penalized yourself. Okay, what does he mean by that? So I, I, my oldest policy is a, a little over 10 years old. I put in 70, let's just round up $7,200 into that one policy. Last year, that policy grew by 14800 so Just like $1 equals $2. So if you keep a score at home, yeah, put in a dollar and I got a little over $2 added to my account. When Nelson graduated, he had a policy that was like 60 years old. He was putting a dollar in. And it was growing by five or $6. Oh, more than that. No, no. It was like past 10. 
Well, I have to do the math on that, but, but <laughs> I'll take your word for it right now. But either way, we know is think about it like a tree. Tree grows every single year, gets larger and larger and larger, taller, wider. That's the way these insurance policies work. You never get back the time that you didn't start it. We only have between now and when we're, when we're dead and gone for that policy to work. And so he's saying, get started now. The best time to start was 20 years ago. The next best time is today. Don't worry right, about the size. Get started. But wait, I'm going to challenge you on one thing. So this is the common question. Isn't there a price to starting? Right. Yeah. Like what if uh, Russ, I just can't get over the fact that there's a price of getting this thing started. And I just, you know, I just can't get over that. Oh man. That's real I, life. The, the price, I mean, he, he says that he actually addresses that right here in this chapter. Joe. He says, we live in a time where many people know the price of everything, but the value of nothing. And I, I think about the story of, of uh, Jeremy and Allison, somebody that has become, uh, you know, great utilizers of this concept. And they, and they reach out to us and they, and they say, hey, look, we heard about infinite banking um, from a different places. But it wasn't until we came across you guys' material that we realized that this is something we could do and could create possibilities. They, over the last couple of years, they have created passive income streams through the use of their infant banking policies to go buy real estate. So much so that the, that the, his wife, Allison is going to be able to leave her job, her eight to five so that she can spend more time with their current family and their expanding family this summer. And he says, none of this stuff would have been possible had we not got started. And we, I just love to think about, Joe, when you said the price to start, yes, there's a, there's a price to start every business. It's time. It's money. But what is the value that we get back? What is that? When I think of Jeremy and Allison, I think about when they said how she's going to be able to leave her eight to five and they're going to have a kid, another child this summer, and what flexibility that's going to give for their family and their ability to serve. That's invaluable, man. There's no, no price you can put on that. No doubt. That's what I was going to say. Like anybody that's wanting to argue numbers cannot do that with Jeremy Allison. There's not a chance. In fact, what drives somebody to email you or I to tell us this story is not how good the policy was, right? At, at any point in that email, did Jeremy or Allison mention man, my policy grew so much better than I thought it would. <laughs> no. No. Do you think somebody is emailing their 401k manager and saying, man, you have changed my life because we got 12% instead of 6% last year? Not a chance. Not a chance. That's what the difference maker that IBC is, is not the policy. It's now that their eyes have been opened They've seen possibility. And just to go back to the quote we started with under ambition, they have aspired. They have launched out into the deep and they are going against the flow and it has made all the difference. All right, I, am, well, I am inspired by that. And I want to, I just want to just thank you for listening to our show today and uh, for being a part of this journey with us. And make sure if you're not already either a member of our community or in the infinite banking inner circle, 
here's your chance. Here's your chance to take action. If you just need to dip your toe in the water and you just want to learn about what's a community, go to community.wealthwithoutwallstreet.com. If you're saying, hey, I, I want to be in this inner circle, people who are doing infinite banking and learning better ways to improve upon so that I can break free of the Wall Street mindset, go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash inner circle. And let's get started. Let's do this thing. Thank you so much for uh, listening to us. Remember, always rate, review, share this podcast. We need other people who like, just like you breaking free so that we can help change our environment because those who we hang around are going to be the sum of what we are. Have a great day. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.